Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A roast as dark as the night. Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally. From the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. right now. But what if I were to tell you things used to be worse? We're going back in time to a moment where more people died than any war in history. Cannons going off in the middle of the night. Gangrene. Getting limbs sawed off with no anesthesia. Stinky genitals. Whole towns are haunted now. Savannah, Georgia, haunted. Charleston, South Carolina, ghosts. Virginia, it's for ghosts. We're talking the Civil War, baby. Welcome to the brighter side. Oh, genitals are still... Uh, you know, smelly. They're still a little smelly, but yeah. we have soap. <laughs> we have things, you know, if you get stinky genitals, I say in 2022, it might be more of a you problem. Yeah, for you know? sure, for sure. Get in there, scrub them down. Don't let them stink. Show your partner some respect and love they deserve. The Civil War. Oh, God. God damn it. This Why? stuff is brutal, and it's a lot, because I was doing research, and I was like, I could be doing, like, Four hours on We this. could have done the entire catalog of our show on the Civil War and still have stuff to talk about. Yeah, and we've been doing this seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, I think that uh, this, you know, this, if you want, like, concrete, like, facts and, like, you know, like, we're going to have some for you. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. We research, but, did, I mean, I'm not a book report genius. This isn't history.com. No. You know, you know you, there are plenty of places you can go, like... A little bit later, uh, I'm going to talk about the Battle of Gettysburg a mm. little bit. If you want to know about how the generals flanked each other and stuff, it's not happening here. That sounds like they were jacking each other off. Were yeah. they jacking each other off? They funked flank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get over here. <laughs> so, yeah, no. <laughs> we will be talking about how the, uh, yeah, the generals me. and the... Uh, and, and the soldiers all jacked each other off. And, 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 <laughs> True, accurate history. Yes. Yeah, so like, Look at that tree over there. And they carve tits into it and just jerk <laughs> off around it. 
God, they that, needed a woman. That was what was fun back then. If a woman was attractive, they told her not to be a nurse. Really? Oh, yeah. I learned that about 10 minutes ago. Jeez Louise. Well, there was, because I'm talking about women in the Civil War, and there was so much sexual violence that if, at that point, if somebody had a gun to your head, it was considered consent. Yeah, no, there was no um, real right? law. No. Or, yeah, or anything back then. And it was, it was awful because, uh, you know, everyone, the whole war was, I mean, the whole country was fighting. And so, and they would just go from town to town, and then there'd be these, Women stuck at home alone with like two children yep. defending the place against uh, an army. Oh yeah. Literally. Uh, and so uh they it was they got destroyed. They got destroyed. And it's not I'll get into it later with women. It's not a coinkydink that the women's suffrage happened right after the Civil War. Oh yeah. It's not a coinkydink. Mhm. But this is fun. Welcome, everybody. Um, my big question is if you are a um Civil War reenactor, do you wear the masks? Because you're putting on the general patent or whatever the outfit is. Um, That's a good little Google question. It is a Google question. I'll be getting into the reenactors of Gettysburg a little later. They don't talk about masks. I'm going to go ahead and guess they don't wear masks. Oh, uh, yeah. They're I'm already sure. wearing wool clothes and hats. <laughs> and it's outside. It's outside. You, you know, got your bayonet. If there's no masks at Bonnaroo, I'm sure the Battle of Gettysburg will be fine. I'm sure those boys will be fine. Uh, but before we get into the show today, there was a lot of crazy deaths this week. There was. And um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to a couple people. People, uh, with some uh, fun roasted peace jokes, you know, uh, uh, Sydney Poitier passed away. Mm-hmm. You know, so we know someone who's definitely not coming to dinner this week. And uh, <laughs> Betty White was so old, her SAG number was four. That's her a, SAG number? Yeah, SAG. You know, like uh, you know, you get a number when you become SAG. I didn't know that. Yes, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It's like nine numbers long. That's why the jokes. Uh, I stole the joke. Okay, too, I'm Jeff. sorry. I no, don't it's know. Fine. No, it's it sounds it. like an inside baseball. I'm <laughs> I'm scapegoating those people. I'm so, I'm a must join. I have to pay them to join. I say fuck you, you mafia. You're fucking mafia. I'm not joining SAG. Well, if you do, they'll give you. A, they'll make you a number. Oh, great. Uh, uh, John Madden passed away at 85 years old. I mean, this is a big one. Not his death, his coffin. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. He, he never flew on airplanes. He just rode buses. The bus was a better fit for him because his mother was a bus. He's a big old honking woman. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, my buddy, uh, the great Bob Saget passed away and it's sad, but he's usually running the light, not walking towards it. Oh, Uh, that's a good one. (laughs) That's funny. Bob, we love you. You're a great man. Um, And that's it. Just a little fun little tribute at the top of our show. Uh, Guys, uh, we are talking about the Civil War today. I was always fascinated by the Civil War. Yeah, I mean, obviously, slavery. You know, like it is—it is the to end slavery. You know, that is that is basically what happened. But uh, what why the war was fought and why it needed to be fought and all that and how brutal it is. I was listening to some kids. I'll call them kids. Hell yeah! And this girl was like, "We need a divorce. We need a national divorce." And I'm tired of you people. And I was like, "Do you understand how brutal that was?" Yeah, you don't the know what you're asking war? for. She's like 23. I, I don't know. If you're 23, that's fine. But she had the mentality of a child. Go yeah. fuck. No, no. I don't want a passport to go to Florida. 
No. You know, even though they should have one to come to us. <laughs> but the, but and also, like, if, if states sanction off, imagine being a gay kid born in Mississippi. And now you you're completely fucked. You're fucked. And, yeah. like, I was lucky because I grew up in a place, in you know, in the South, and I just never fit in. Mm-hmm. You know what I did? I got in my fucking car and I left. Absolutely. No passports. I didn't have to sneak across guards. I got in my car and I went vroom, vroom, bye-bye. Yeah, uh, you know, I went to Hawaii recently and I was able to use American currency it's better. It's better. <laughs> what are we talking about here? You cannot. Um, we are the United States of America. Uh, we will always fight in every state. We'll always be different and have different opinions. But we are one country and we be- we belong that way. Absolutely. I don't care how much we're fighting. We sit down and we have dinner. Yeah. That's why I hate the, when people wave the Confederate flag. Like, forget, like, it's ties to slavery and all that. They're fucking traitors yeah. who tried to steal half of our country. It's treasonous to wear, to wave the flag. Yeah. That is my, you know, I, I was born and raised in Florida. And, you know, like, and I didn't truly understand the Confederate flag till I got a little older. Uh, but it is a true sign of hate. Yes. You know, as someone who's like, I know, like, as a half Jew, I know that if you're waving that flag, you want me dead. So just know that. That's where my head is as a Jew. As a Jew. Yeah. Imagine what black people think. Oh my God. So don't fucking wave it. I don't care what you think it is. Uh, it, it drives me insane. It's about states' rights, Ed. But oh. what were those rights? What were those rights? Uh, they don't to have to own people. That's what the right was. It's crazy. Why are we why do we no country was doing it back then. No. And also me as a white woman, like I wouldn't be allowed to vote under these good old boys' Hell no. around, around their law. I'd be fucking killed. And you would have never got out of the South. No. Oh, my God. Uh, but uh, guys, uh, let's have a little fun. Let's have a little fun. Oh, right. There was a lot of drugs back in the Civil War. Doctors were giving out opium like Oprah gives out cars. <laughs> you get a pill and you get some morphine. Lock the- Oh yeah, Long, they would they would do it. It was weird. It would be like a little glass stick. They would put in just like a, into a jar of opium, and then they would take it out and they'd spin that glass stick in a in a glass of water, and they would drink that. And like that was one way that they would use it. That sounds like a witch. Yeah, man, that shit's wild. That sounds like it's gonna fuck you up. <laughs> getting, getting high like a sheriff's wife. <laughs> Uh, I like how the ladies at the time were like, I don't go to saloons. I just do hardcore psychedelics in my room. Thank you. I am a lady. Oh, man. You know, the Civil War was during the good old days when people from Alabama lost their legs to battle and not diabetes. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Uh, Man, imagine getting your leg fucking sawn off because they didn't have... They had to do it. The morphine, and you got to get it out. Yeah. And And more people died from those kind of wounds and from gangrene and freezing to death because it was fucking cold in April when it happened in the South. Mm -hmm. So it's... so. It was was terrifying, though. I mean, just that noise. And like, I mean, I know it fucking feels like when they grind your drill into your teeth at the dentist. Fuck you. Imagine what they're sawing through your fucking femur. I would pass out from pain. It was the only choice they had, oh, too. Oh, right through the fucking bone. Yeah, because <sighs> if you kept it in there, it would you would definitely get gangrene. I would say kill me. I'd say put a fucking bullet in my head, because I'm not going to be the same person after you saw my leg off without any drugs. What, am I going to go back to my job at Home Depot and just no. be a normal person? There was no Home Depot. Oh, you know what I mean. But yeah, <laughs> yeah you you just be in the fields fucking uh, hoeing with one arm and shit. Oh, my God. Uh, PTSD, no such thing as that back then. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, they didn't believe in it, but it certainly existed. (laughs) Um, You know why the Confederate flag uh, has a big X on it? 
And so you know not to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, people have to have started to tear down the statues of the Confederates. Uh, hey, if we're going to tear down the statues of losers, then the next we need to go to the ones outside the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. Am I right? Oh, sports. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> fuck those Jaguars. Either way, it looks like those Confederate statues are about to lose another war. Uh, <laughs> if they really want to keep the statues up, they should go out and paint them white. Oh. <laughs> Topical. Oh, wait, I'm trying to think about that. So they paint them white, so they keep them up? So they look like white people. Oh. Now they're all like green and copper. And, right. You know, you know, do, you know, that's what a statue looks like. You, know, you got to paint it white. You got to paint it. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I, I, I fucked up your vibe. It's fine. It's fine. Sometimes <laughs> you got to explain them. That's all right, but your jokes are killed tonight, Ed. Thank you. You know, I wrote a, a roast of Abraham Lincoln, oh. too. Did you have any more jokes? No, but I will say I was on the subway the other day, and this man said, fuck Abraham Lincoln. He was black. And he's like, I don't like him. What he said about black people. And I was like, oh, my God, what did Abraham Lincoln do? And I look up his quotes and like some bullshit he said. It was not very nice. Yeah. We like to think of him as this like righteous dude. But he wanted to like America to be all white people. I mean, he wanted he wanted to win and he wanted he needed to get those votes for the Emancipation Proclamation. This is my personal theory. OK, you know, you know, this is I and I think a lot of times he said things to get the votes that he needed to get this thing passed. Is it like Biden saying he's going to take care of the um, uh, student loan debt? Yes, Just exactly. Lying. It's never going to fucking happen. Liars and lies. It's never going to happen. But he said that um, he was going to send all the black people back to Africa. Obviously, he was never going to do that. He's incapable of doing that, and they would have nowhere to go if they did. But he, you, you would say these things to get the votes from idiots. There's another horrible Abraham Lincoln quote uh, that was if he could have, he said if he could have, preserve the the union without freeing the slaves he would have see the things about these quotes are they're like private conversations from 160 years ago wow i don't remember what i said last night so i mean you take it all with a grain of salt uh at the end of the day he freed the slaves so okay uh, you know whatever i mean his actions speak hard of the words uh you know and uh he also you know was very closeted gay man uh apparently not proven but it's Ooh. you know pretty sure he shared i it. feel like abraham's lincoln's asshole would be big and oh. hairy and he was a great sweaty. wrestler he yeah. um he, he has a sweaty asshole. Oh my god, yeah. He literally uh he, he literally he was called the old rail splitter. That was his, that <laughs> He's was got his... a big honking caboose down there. <laughs> the old rail splitter. You fuck that man. <laughs> what, what that name actually came from was he could uh he could split a rail and a fence with one swing of an axe. Wow. He was very strong, he was very tall. Um, he was well over six feet. I don't have the exact number in front of me. Especially for that time, that was a giant. Do you ever see beds from that time? They're little tiny beds. Oh yeah, and he shared a bed with a man for many years. Oh, um, but you know, like we, like you know, I, God, I wish I had his name too. But he was a Kentucky, um, uh, Confederate. It was his best friend. It, when they were they were they would go on long walks together. Oh, and uh, he was when he was going to marry Mary Todd uh, the first time. He uh, he went missing. 
right before the wedding. Oh, he freaked out. He didn't. He got cold feet. He helped this guy move from Illinois to Kentucky, and he literally walked him down there and helped him move. And he's like, "I'll get married when I get back." So he basically went on a long trip with this dude before he went and got married. So does oats with that man. Yeah, and Lincoln, you know, he um, he was like I said, he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. His record was three hundred and one, apparently. What? And like he would like if like uh, speeches and stuff when people would act out, he would like. He'd be like, "Come on, let's go." And I like he, that. And he would be, and he would like, "Come, let's do it." You know, he would like fucking grapple with fuckers because he was huge. That's good. I say more duels and wrestling champions with our leaders. I don't trust a president that's never served in a war or like physically fought anybody. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do like Jesse Ventura, but he is crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm the president of the United States. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, Lincoln also, he was surrounded by tragedy his whole life. His mm. mother died when he was very young. His first wife died. Uh, he, he had three children that died when he was alive. Uh, so wow. he, Mary Todd, uh, you know, she was known to be insane. Uh, oh, she was she was institutionalized. She was a couple times, and you know, and she was you know hard to deal with. And but was know, she hard to deal with, or was she just a girl boss with opinions, or just like a product of the fucking times? Yeah, you know, she was supposed she was actually engaged to the guy that Lincoln won the. Uh, to won the election from to become president. Really? Yeah. And so he took the election and his wife. <laughs> He's yeah. a cuck. Yeah, that so, other fucking dude. <laughs> so here's some Abraham Lincoln jokes I wrote. Uh, you know, Abe Lincoln was the face of the Republican Party, and that's why uh, most of their policies are so ugly. <laughs> uh, Lincoln was a self-taught lawyer, which would explain why he's so honest. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> that took a second, but that's funny. Thank you. Lawyers are scumbags. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God, I was talking to one at a bar, and his he said that um, he looked at the the busboy and he said, "See that guy? If he trips and falls and tries to sue the company, I'm on the side of the company and I sue him and I take him for everything he's worth." And he's yeah. like laughing at it. And I was like, "This dude's a fucking psychopath." Yeah, you're a psycho son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't deserve um, anything. Nope. Walt Disney immortalized Abraham Lincoln at one of his most popular attractions at Disneyland. Uh, the Haunted Mansion. Uh, <laughs> that's what that's his wife's pussy. That's what it is. That's the Haunted Mansion right there. Uh, no wonder Abe was so depressed. At the age of nine, his mother died from milk sickness. You know, everyone pleaded with her to stop sucking her own tits. But she just wouldn't listen. And the milk was so curdled that Lincoln's face permanently wrinkled from trying to nurse. <laughs> This saggy, sucky tits. <laughs> she tried to keep the milk cool by placing her breasts in an icebox, but unfortunately her vision was so bad that she was using the oven. Uh-oh. That's why, that's where Abe contracted a form of for her disease called Harvey Milk Sickness. Because he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good, Ed. Lincoln also often uh, struggled with his own sexuality. He, he even called off his first wedding ceremony to marry Todd when he found out that her name wasn't just Todd. <laughs> I have to marry a woman. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> uh, Abe was always always said that she was the inspiration behind his facial hair. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so many women with beards back then. Yeah, and this one's for if late, if he was straight. I wrote this one. Okay. Uh, Mary Todd suffered from depression brought on by a head injury. Uh, it happened during a nasty blow with a Lincoln log. <laughs> These are the jokes, folks. I know. Do you think she ever sucked his Lincoln log? Um, I doubt I they gave each other oral sex. I don't know. This is going to sound crazy. I don't know if blowjobs existed back then. When did blowjobs exist? I feel like they had the 20s. 
Yeah, um, or when, the 70s. When cocaine was popular, I imagine there was some dick sucking going on. Yeah, I don't picture like people in the 1950s sucking dick and eating pussy. For sure not eating pussy. The they Beatniks did for, not eat the pussy Beatniks in the did. 50s. The Beatniks? Yeah, the Beatniks did. You know what? The sweaters and the snaps. Yeah, yeah okay. They got in there. They were filthy. Yeah, they ate pussy. Yeah. And then, you know, there's in Deadwood, there's some uh, dick sucking in Deadwood. Uh, the old cowboy times. Oh, yeah. I got. Yeah, I imagine um, prostitutes had a rough time. I uh, bet they did. Uh, but you know, we're here to talk, talk about civil war. We're here to talk about civil war. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I, I guess I will say like a trigger warning moving forward. Maybe I should have said it from the beginning. But there's this because I'm talking about women's issues and it was just very violent back then. Yes. So I'm gonna be saying some things that might be a little make make people heated just as a trigger. I mean, it's also, it's the 1860s. It's, wait, let me get the 1861, April 12th, 1861. So yeah. they weren't exactly woke back then? Yeah, no, no, no. They were they were barely letting people become free. Barely. So uh, Women didn't have the right to vote, and um, mm -hmm. which I said earlier, it wasn't a coincidence that the suffrage movement happened right after, because women, for the first time, were taking care of the farm, taking care of the family, taking care of the business, running everything. Yeah. Um, and Union soldiers, people like to think the Union Army was like the the good guys. They raped a lot of women. Oh, yeah. Specifically black women. Oh, my God, yeah. A lot of them. It was war. You it was know? war. Not, you know, not as to use it as an excuse, but a lot of the people, like, a lot of the Union soldiers, you know, these are dudes who are, like, straight off the boat. Like they would sit there on the docks in New York Harbor, and like when people would come in from Ireland and Italy, they would literally just like walk them right into uniform and and like then make them go fight in battle. Wow! You know, these, like a lot of them didn't even speak fucking English. Jeez, there were some women that fought. There were four hundred women that because women can't fight as a woman, they dressed up as men. Mm -hmm. They put on men's clothes. They mulaned it. <laughs> like they mulaned it. About 400 women did. There was a woman named Sarah Edmonds. She fought for two years in the Union Army. Cool. Um, she cut her hair, pretended to be a guy. And then something medically happened and she didn't want to go to the hospital and get found out. So she just evacuated. Um, what else? Let me see. Wild. Wild. Um, an example of how poorly women were treated. In Sherman's March, when the army was on the move, the uh, victim was raped. She did report it, but by the time the case was made to the court-martial, they were 100 miles away, so she could not testify. Mm -hmm. And the laws of the time, if somebody, again, if they had a gun to your head, it was considered consent. And 10-year-olds could legally be thought of as, like, enticing men. Yeah. Um, about 400 women... Um, and I'm guessing the number was a lot more than it actually happened to, but 400 women um, ranging from age 5 to 82 brought charges of rape and other crimes of sexual intimidation against Union soldiers um, uh, and contradicted. I don't know what I wrote. I'm like trying to do like a casual talk and also a book reporting thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think of, you know, you look at even modern day cases of assault. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Like one in like eight cases or something? I think like it's less than that. One in four. Are, are actually reported. Oh, yeah. And so imagine what that number is back then. Oh, my God. You know, it was back, you know, back then it was, you know, they just told their husbands and like, or they just kept it a fucking secret because they know that, you know, a lot of uh, ignorant 
men would probably just leave if they found out that their wife was raped. Yeah, because she has would, a kid. It's what if it's not your kid? Exactly. And so it was a it, 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 it was a total fucking disaster. Yeah. So then when we got out of that, women were like, "Fuck you! We are going to like push for the right to vote and not just be your property." And it took what fifty years? I think less than that. Because I know that um, Harriet Tubman was a suffragette, or she like was in the suffragette yeah, she in worked, the movement. She worked with Susan B. Anthony, but Harriet Tubman also died at ninety three years old. Right. She was old as fuck when she died, which is very surprising. Um, let's see when. 1920s. I'm a woman. I should know this. Um, and I'll get into Harriet Tubman. 1920. Mm. So if the Civil War ended in 1865, it was another uh, 55 years. Before 50 years. 55. 55. Before women were able to vote. Black people were able to vote before women. Not that it's a contest. Uh, black men. Black men. Yes. yes. Of course. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, not that it's a contest. Everyone should have been able to vote uh, and be free from the beginning. That's just so crazy to me that some people just didn't vote. It and doesn't then, make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like I, I'm like contributing to this country. I'm like, I'm protecting my house and like, you know, do, doing the family business. And mm -hmm. you're telling me I can't even vote? Yeah. That I'm just going to get raped and like that's fine? It was the 19th Amendment to the Constitution. So that means that there were 18, 18 other. other amendments first. Also, the 18th Amendment was the one that got rid of booze. So it wasn't until we got sober that we were like, man, maybe we should be nicer to these women. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to be in a place where women are having a good time. Like if I go in a bar and it's all dudes, I'm leaving. First yeah. and foremost. Oh, me too. And if I see women that are having a bad time, <laughs> I'm also fucking leaving. But you like gay bars. I do like gay bars, but that's a little bit. I know, I know, though. I know. I, was I, just, yeah. I, I, I just like to find little holes in everyone's <laughs> theories. Because you're a comedian, that's yes. why. <laughs> that's why. But don't you want to be in a room where women are having a nice time? Oh my God. I mean, it's not a better. party without women. Yes, it's just a fucking dude bro sausage fest. By the way, like, as like a guy who's friends with like, lots of chicks, uh, and they hate when I call them chicks, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if someone, if all the women don't like one guy, Get rid of that guy. Get rid of that guy friend. Get rid of that guy friend because he's obviously doing something wrong and showing you something else. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I was looking at something. Uh, I know, yeah. He's like saying something and talking to you differently. Yeah. I was looking at some fucker's post today on Instagram, and he said, like, um, uh, women's education and... Um, their birthing rates go hand in hand. So the more you're educated, the less children you have. Yes. Which I think that's a good thing, but the way they were phrasing it, it was a bad thing about how we shouldn't even educate women. And these are men in America, Yes. by the way, saying that. And I was like, what is your perfect life? Are you like the Unabomber? Because you hate everybody around you. You hate women, people of different opinions. So what makes you happy? Do you want to sit in the shack in the woods and make bombs all day? Yeah. The Unabomber's prison cell was bigger than his shack. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, it, it's crazy. You know, it's, but that is very true though. Uh, a lot. And that's why I think that we need to make sure that there's always uh, a women's right to choose yes. in this country, because I think a lot of women uh, become pregnant and, care for the baby instead of going to college. Uh, they get a bad job to take care of the baby. And I think that if you just 
Look at that, because the man can just run away. He can run away. I mean, I could just fucking split. I was and taking an Amtrak all the, all the time. I was taking an Amtrak <clears throat> with a dude, excuse me, with a guy who, um, he was like, yeah, I'm going to go see my family. I didn't pay child support for 12 years. And I was like, 12 years? I was like, this guy's bad. Also, yeah, that's a secret, bro. Yeah, you know, I'm going to give you a little tip here. You keep that inside. <laughs> that's an inside thought. That's an inside yeah, thought. That's not a brag. No, I'm about to sleep next to you on this train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fucker. Yeah, so the, I, I think that I, people forget that how hard it is for a mom because a mom needs to be present. Oh uh, a dad needs to be present as well. He's very important. Father's very important. Mine sure was. Yeah. But at the same time, the mother has to be there. Yeah. And so a lot of that's why I think historically uh, why there are less women leading businesses and why there's less women in charge of uh, in charge in charge in general, yeah. you know, high up. And so I, I think you either have to make the choice to like leave your family behind mm -hmm. and just get nannies and shit like that, or to be a present mother or to just not have kids, which is what I'm doing. I mean, amen. You know, and people look at, well, men look at me like I'm crazy. Older women are like, I feel you. I didn't want kids. It's amazing how many older women come up to me in my family and in life and say, you know what? I never wanted kids and I felt like I had to. Yeah. Or like, you're forced into it. Yep. Because there isn't a fucking clinic in your state and yeah. you got to drive four days and you don't have the money and you got to work and you're going to get fired if you don't go to work. Fuck all of that you shit. You know, it's a mess. I know. But we're talking civil war. We're talking civil war. But speaking, <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of mothers, Harriet Tubman, the first time she knew that like um, uh, a disregard for authority that it worked yeah. was when her mother... Um, she was a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Sorry, her mother was a slave. Yes. And she was the cook. and She was a slave. She, her mother was. No, Harriet as well. Oh, Harriet as well, of yeah. course. And so her brother, the slave owner, wanted to sell him, but the mom said, fuck you, and then hid the boy away for a month. He was yeah. threatening people. Like, if you touch him and come and get him, I'll kill all of you. And then it worked. So then Harriet Tubman saw, oh, um, wow, I guess, like, fighting back works. Until she got hit in the head with a fucking iron rod. She got rod. hit in the head with a rod. It brain damaged her. Yeah, she had horrible brain damage, brain bleeding. She's lucky to survive. Yeah. She's a tough, tough, tough woman. Can you imagine how cold it must have been? Because she would go in the wintertime yeah. at night, uh, never took the same route twice, mm -hmm. and would go through rivers to get the smell of the dogs away from you. Yeah. How cold and lonely and scared you must have been. I mean, I, I don't think she, I mean, I think she was cautious more than scared. Obviously, I'm not in her situation. I'm not in her situation, I can imagine. She just seemed like such a fucking badass. She did. That, you know, it, it, she ran, what, 17 trips or something like uh, that? Yes, but I have the numbers over here somewhere. I wish I wrote them a little bit better. She guided a raid. She led the yes. army in a raid in South Carolina, which liberated 700 slaves. Because she knew the backwoods yes. better than anyone else. She knew the woods of... The fucking Appalachia Trail. Like, this that woman, stuff is dangerous today with Google Maps. Yeah, I know. She was so unbelievable. She would go by the North Star. She yeah. would follow the North Star to figure it out. I mean, today, like if you plopped even me in the middle of the road, put me downtown, I'd be like, how I get back home? Mm -hmm. She did it. You know, they were going to change the name of the Underground Railroad to the Tubway. Oh, really? I don't know. I oh, you know. made that up. Yeah, That's so a little jokey joke. Yes. <laughs> she rescued 300 people, made 19 trips into active war zones to get slaves to freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, let me There's see. A, the thing with um, her numbers, 
there's there's lots of different uh, disputes. I've heard 70. I've heard 300. I've heard 500. Yeah, because she was the leader of a raid that freed 700, but she yeah. herself freed 300. No one ever died. No one ever went back. She never, she, you know, she never lost a single person. Uh, there were babies with her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that they would have to keep quiet and fucking, it was crazy. She That's carried crazy. a pistol on her. She fucking, she was badass. Yes, yeah, she was. She would often hide in like plain sight. Like sometimes you have to move during mm-hmm. the day just cause you have to. Yeah. And one of her, something she did was, um, at that time, black people had papers and it was, are you you know free or not? And um, she obviously didn't have these papers. So these two army dudes, they were kind of sitting on their horses looking at her and she would go into town with a chicken and then she would like let the chicken run and then be like, oh, my, my, my master's chicken, my master's chicken. And then they would just kind of look at this show and be like, huh, that's funny. And then leave her alone. And like no one would ask for the papers. Yeah. Broad daylight. No, she was brilliant. She really was. And, um, you know, I mean, she hid more slaves from the government than Nike and Apple combined. <laughs> There you go. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> she would also, how she freed her family, which this is ballsy because yeah. they waited until the, um, <clears throat> there was an auction guy and they waited till he went to lunch. And so she, someone wrote a letter to the, the guard and they said, oh, we have to go take this family. They were just bought. We have to take them now. And the guard said, okay. So we let him go. And they walked in the middle of daylight to this Quaker's home, which by the way, Quakers were also influential and um, helping slaves be free. Didn't yeah. know that because they don't like slavery. They walked them across broad daylight from the from the auctioneer house to this Quaker's home, right in front of soldiers, guards, everybody. Got them out there. That's it was, ballsy. It was crazy. There was this other guy, uh, not to get off Harriet. Oh, of course. But there was another guy. Uh, he was a magician uh, and a slave. His name was Henry Henry Brown, mm-hmm. and he was Henry Box Brown. And what he did was he literally put himself in a big wooden crate and mailed himself to the North to what? Pennsylvania. And he mailed himself to Pennsylvania. And uh, at one point it was like a three day journey, four day journey, something like that. And uh, at one point the box was upside down for like 50 hours. Or Get something. Out. That would kill somebody. Well, he came this close to dying from all the blood rushing to his brain. Of course. And he had to be completely silent until like by luck, someone just like tipped the box over on its side and he was able to survive. Holy shit. Yeah. And what if the box like fell in a river? Oh, it could have been anything could happen, but it worked. Um, he Ooh. lived, he became uh, a magician who traveled the world. Uh, he did shows in Canada. He did shows in uh, in, in uh, London. Uh, so it's an amazing story. There's so many uh, amazing uh, stories of triumph from the Civil War uh, yeah. that I think deserve to be told uh, because everything else you hear is just so fucking brutal and awful. And this is technically the brighter side. This is the brighter side. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that's why also we're talking about Harriet Tubman. I mean, she yeah. lived 93 years old. And, you know. That's uh, old for today. Yeah, because time is everyone's master. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, tough. And would she had a house and would teach people um, – skills yeah and help them get back on their feet no it was uh i can barely take care of myself how is she freeing and helping all these people she was a true hero like till she died yeah which is insane and you know she never got a pension from the from the uh, government even though she actively like led a raid oh yeah she never got any money never got a dime she's a black woman she's taken advantage of still do by the way they're treated horrible uh you know so it's uh she's a true champion 
uh, the, you know, the thing with the $20 bill always pisses me off. It feels like a slap in the face. Now that I'm black, but it just feels weird. I don't know. They, she was supposed to be on the $20 mm-hmm. bill and uh, she was going to, and, and then uh, they decided to, they, then they were like, all right, we're going to put her on the back. And then Trump was like, ah, we're not going to do it. What? And now Maya Angelou is on the quarter. Uh, on the back of a quarter now. Have you heard that? It's oh, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. When they said uh, change is going to come, they didn't mean pocket change. <laughs> Put her on the 20, for fuck's sake. What are we doing here? What? It's Harriet Tubman. She's one of the greatest Americans of all fucking time. I know. Well, um, women, um, I guess to end on that, uh, they had very active roles in the Civil War. People like to think it was just a, a dude party, but women were also there. They fought. They they nursed, liberated themselves. They nursed. Just, you know what else they did? They cleaned up the fucking bodies. Oh my god! They buried the bodies and they came to battlefields and found people who were still alive and nursed them back to health and fucking put the you know it would open up churches and barns. Wow. We're talking and, and bayonet made, wounds. Yeah, and made and, and they made uh they, they made hospitals. Yeah, they also started and I forget exactly the term for it, but it's um a kind of a care package where the government has to give soldiers things like food and socks because before it would be like get out there you sucker and then women were like give them food and socks and clothes. What are you doing? Yeah, no, shoes were they would literally sit there and knit socks all day and just send them off to the soldiers. Because I mean, you can only wear a sock. We know. I mean, like what? If you really want to stretch it three days, mm-hmm. you know, and then it gets gross and your feet start to hurt. So gross. Imagine what these fuckers went through. And it was like swampy because they're fighting in the South. It's cold. Yeah. You're fucking swampy. blood running down your legs. Oh, like, and wasn't there a thing where like people would glow because it was like so much gangrene and poison and chemicals in them? It was. I mean, I'm sure. That's so fucking nasty, it's man. The, it was the grossest uh, period of this country. <laughs> it was only, you know, the Civil War was only four years long. That is, and how many people died? It was around six hundred thousand people. But I calculated it out. If it was by today's numbers, mm-hmm. it would be. If a Civil War happened today, based on those numbers, it would be six million people that would die. Yeah, no, six of million how many people, people were, uh, to uh, population inflation. That's like the state of Florida. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It is crazy. But um, I say we take a two-second fun break. Okay. And we and Amber, um, I'd say a couple months ago, on the Eddie Tunes 2-Hour Radio Hour, DM me if you want in. We uh, we did a sketch a while ago about uh, Confederate statues on the show. So let's uh, let's uh, listen to that real quick and have some fun. Thanks a lot. That's what we're about. That's very good of you, really. Welcome to the trial of the statue of Jefferson Davis. Statue of Jefferson Davis, the people of Montgomery, Alabama, want you to be removed from state capitol grounds. How do you plead? Please, we lost. 
It's torture looking at America every day for the rest of time. I want to be a confederacy. Really? I thought this was going to be harder. Do you know how often I'm spit and pissed on? I know these rebel rousers need to be stopped. That is literally what people said about me. Then a whole bunch of people got together of every race and beat the living shit out of me and my friends. We were drunk idiots and didn't think it would go as far as it did, honestly. Don't don't be so hard on yourself. I'm a statue. I have to be hard. <laughs> No, but seriously, I graduated at the bottom of my class after I staged a riot over eggnog on Christmas. That is true. I did that, yeah. On Jesus' birthday? I know. I sucked my entire life. I wish I was a statue of someone cooler. Someone that was able to win a war. Or at least not a treasonous slave-owning son of a bitch. Well, we thought we should move your statue to a museum where we can teach the history of harms produced by people worshipping bad people like yourself. Yes, that's great. I thought you'd be against it. Statues are very sinkable. Let me tell you, one day I'm up here and the next I'm at the bottom of the Alabama River and the old Alabama ain't what she used to be. It's filled with invasive species. You know how I hate that. Meth pipes bullet shells, and empty cans of shitty beer. I see. AC. What? AC, air conditioning, Judge. It's hot in this park. It's Alabama. Everywhere I look, I see successful black people. I hate it. Get me out of here. All day, I'm just reminded of my treasonous crimes against humanity because I lost. It sucks. I'm a Bitch! Did you know that? That I'm such a bitch? You know that I personally owned 113 slaves? I didn't even have enough work for them to do. I just needed something to make me feel better after my stupidity got my first wife killed and most of my six children killed before they were old enough to vote. I was in prison for years. I hid in Canada and Cuba. I had worthless money with my face on it. You know how embarrassing that is? Be like, oh, this is money. It's got my face on it. I was like, fuck you. No, it's not. I was responsible for hundreds of thousands of people getting killed because I was too sick and weak to fight myself. Forget me. Forget me, please. Chisel me into Spike Lee, something. I'm an embarrassment to my family and my people. Okay, here now, lot be told, Jefferson Davis is one of the all-time bitches. And his statue will be removed and chiseled into Spike Lee.
right, Eddie. So that was my whole um, thing that I researched. And I, uh, you know, it's weird because I was doing all this research and watching all this stuff. And I just feel like I have so much more I could say. The Civil War was crazy. But let's get into yours, the Battle of Gettysburg. Yes, I wanted to talk about the Battle of Gettysburg. Um, it's obviously the most important battle of the war. You can argue that. You could People could say Harrisburg or Antietam or whatever. But uh, to me, I mean, the Gettysburg was in the north. And that was the last battle where the South was storming the North. They couldn't do it after so that. So where did Gettysburg? Because I know Pennsylvania. nothing. Pennsylvania. Yeah. I know nothing about Gettysburg. Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. It was a very important battle. Uh, it was July 1st through July 3rd, wow. 1863. That's through- my birthday. It is your birthday. So that war was a cancer. That's a very cancerian <laughs> war. Do you know that cancers are the most uh, serial killers? That makes sense. Yeah. Just being your friend, that makes sense. <laughs> um, the Union general was George Meade. The Confederate general was Robert E. Lee. Obviously. And these are the two dudes. These are the two dudes. I mean, the head of the Union army was Ulysses S. Grant. But at this battle, the uh, the commanding general was George Meade. Wow. And what did you have to do to be a general at that time? Just like punch a boy? Fight I mean, a dragon? I mean, you come from money. Usually, you went to West Point. You, you know, you you, you learned and you yeah. moved your ways up the ranks. And usually, you're older. Okay. By this, by the time you're a general, a lot of the generals, uh, you know, back then they still like got their hands dirty a little bit. Like obviously, Robert E. Lee didn't die at Gettysburg, and either did Meade. But they were there. They were still fighting. They were. Fu- and this was just brawl, brawl, like man on man. And you had to like take a gun and like put a musket down it, right? Yes. With powder. So that's why they had. Bayonets, so you could yeah. just stab a motherfucker. They also had um, revolvers. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the, uh, the officers had revolvers. So they they existed, but they weren't able to make them for everybody. No. So sometimes you just picked a rock up and, like, and then was, just hit him in the head. And a lot of the crazy shit with, the, they were. This is like the last war where they still did. Like there was some guerrilla warfare, you know, like hiding in the trees and shit. But this is the last war where they were still like walking in lines oh, at each other. Just an just open like, plane. And just firing muskets and, and cannons at lines of people. And then you, you guy in front of you die as you step up because they have to kill a certain amount of people. You you the, the thinking is you kill a certain amount of people and then the guys behind those guys go fight. Oh my God. You know, so it's like, it's, you know, you're the first guy there, you're dead. Oh yeah, on the front lines. Yes. Can you imagine being a, a soldier? You know you're going to die. Basically. Oh, and a horrible death, a yeah. cannonball. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I about a third of the soldiers that fought at Gettysburg died. What? Over, over, yeah, and there was a, a. I know it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, George Meade's army lost twenty eight percent of its men, and uh, the uh, the Confederate army, uh, General Lee's army, uh, lost thirty seven percent of its men Jeez. in this battle, this three day battle. Also. Let me remind you, you know when your birthday is. Mm-hmm. It's July 1st through 3rd. It's hot. Yeah. It's muggy. Oh, the snow. It's fucking hot. It is maybe 100 degrees. And they're fighting to the death. In those coats. For days. In those big no, coats. Yeah. In, in, yeah. Hey, like, yeah. Only thing you could see are their hands and their faces. You know, it's, it, it is fucking wild. And just pure, just like, get up. You got to go get them and you fuck them up. Over the three-day period on this giant field that spanned for miles, you know, the the, get, the Battle of Gettysburg, it spanned, you know, it spanned for miles, but uh, between, there's no way to really know the number, mm-hmm. but between 46,000 and 51,000 people were killed. 
another 27,000 were wounded. It shows that shows like how fatal even getting shot in the arm was. Wow. Uh, I mean, this is how haunted these places are. Imagine what the battle is Gettysburg. It has to be haunted. Yeah. 51,000 people people died there in three days. That's crazy. I wonder if land has trauma, like land trauma, like it can feel and know what happened. So even if there's no quote unquote ghosts, like the land itself has like an electricity to it. Are you ready for this disgusting fact? What? 5,000 horses were killed at this battle. Oh no. 5,000 horses. 5,000 horses. That is so much meat. That is like baking in the sun. That is oh, it stinks. Insane. I bet it fucking because they just they're like they're. I I'm imagine, gonna get. I'm gonna get into that in a little bit. Yeah, just the chest open and just you yeah. know like spores. It's yeah. fucking horse spores everywhere. It's hot. Mm-hmm. And before this battle, it seemed like Lee because <sighs> General Robert E. Lee was a really good general. <laughs> you hated saying that. You did not want to say that, Eddie. You got mad. So tell me how he was a good general. I don't know much about Robert E. Lee. I don't he know. He was on a streak. He had won like four in a row. Wow. And he headed up to Gettysburg. And Gettysburg also like kind of like happened by accident. And um, and so though he was on a hot streak. And I think, and a lot of other people think, I mean, obviously, I'm not a fucking scholar. If you are one and you're listening to this, you're probably cringing half I know. Time. We're going to get so much mail that's like, actually, the, the, battle, the battle happened this We time. know. We know we're wrong. It's true now. The- <laughs> <laughs> but but Lee, uh, he if he didn't lose this, the South could have probably, it probably would have won. Really? Yeah. And what do you think we would be like today as an America, as America, if the South won? I mean- just two We'd places. We'd have slaves. I guess just two places. I mean, I'd yeah. need a passport to go to New York. There would have been more wars. There would have yeah. been a lot more wars. I mean, there might have been multiple countries. I mean, who knows? There's a, you know, it, it's a, there's a, uh, the, uh, the United States, the Confederate United States, or there's a mockumentary about if the South won and they won in Gettysburg, uh, what it would be like. And it's a, it's a very funny documentary. Horrible. Yeah, you should watch it. Okay. Right. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a mockumentary. Uh, so the cleanup was awful. Uh, they buried them all there. They're all buried there? That land is for sure haunted. They exhumed... Over the over the years, they they exhumed everyone, but um, apparently, uh, you could smell it for over fifty miles away. That is so fucking gross. Yeah, I read that um, embalming happened at this time because if your soldier he passed away, um, doctors figured out a way to preserve you like a pickle, like a sweet little dill pickle, mm-hmm. and then send your body right back home to your mom to cry over it. Well, bodies were rotten quick in Gettysburg. Um, the day after the battle, on July fourth. Um, women, some soldiers, people who live close by, um, prisoners of war, uh, the people who were captured from the South, uh, started, if you saw a body, you dug next to it and you put the body there. That's so sad. People were buried, Confederate and Union soldiers were buried together. Oh my God. They're fighting. Yeah. They're still fighting. They were buried in the same graves. It was, uh. There, there were accounts of men's uh, washing the blood from their friends' uniforms before placing blankets around the bodies and burying them. In uh, the first day or so after the battle, bodies were buried where they were found, uh, regardless of which uh, side they fought on. Uh, I found this article 
uh, from Business Insider that came out a couple of years ago uh, in 2019 about, and I just wanted to read a portion of it because it was fucking terrifying. Um, the, here's a description of the horrific scene that greeted the parties uh, sent out to bury the dead at nightfall by a, a New Jersey soldier. Some of the faces bloated and blackened beyond recognition mm. lay with glassy eyes staring up at the blazing summer sun. Mm. Others would face downward and clenched hands filled with grass or earth, which told of the agony of their last moments. Here, a headless trunk, uh, there a, a severed limb in all the grotesque positions uh, that un the unbearable pain and intense suffering uh, contorts the human form they lay. The burial parties uh, put the bodies in shallow graves or trenches near where they fell, uh, sometimes Union and Confederate soldiers together. Other found by comrades were given proper burials and marked graves. Pennsylvania Governor Andrew Gregg Curtin visited the battlefield soon after and was appalled by the devastation and the stench of death. Heavy rains, this is a quote from him, uh, heavy rains had washed away the earth from where many of the shallow graves, grotesquely, because it rained a couple of days afterwards. Oh. And, and so grotesquely blackened hands and arms protruded from the earth like the devil's own planting. Oh my a fuck. harvest like, of death. Evil dead, a harvest of death? Yeah. Oh, yeah. While, while the stench of death April, hung can you heavy play in the air. <laughs> yeah. Can you play some heavy metal music under the rest of this? <laughs> Slow heavy. Um, while uh, the stench of, you know, that like drudgy shit, uh, while the stench of death hung heavy in the air, um, the curtain, uh, certain went on to, uh, fund the creation of a special cemetery, of the civil war dead, and also to recover the, the rebury of the remains of the battlefield. Uh, this grisly job was entrusted to a series of teams led by uh, local merchant, Samuel Weaver. He described how poles with hooks were used to search uh, the clothing on the exhumed corpses for identification, how the color of the fabric of the uniform uh, was used to distinguish Confederate from Union uh, corpses. Initially, the Confederate bodies were left where they lay in the ad hoc graves, and only the Union soldier exhumed uh, to be reburied in the, new uh, in the new National Military Park Cemetery, then called the Soldiers National Cemetery. It was uh, at the concentration of the cemetery on no November 19th that President Abraham Lincoln delivered his famous Gettysburg Address. I have a dream address. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. Abraham Lincoln said, I have a dream. I love it. Uh, he, he pledged to all Americans that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and the government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Uh, Weaver's son helped co Confederate families exhume the remains of 3,000 Confederate dead, uh, who were reburied in Richmond, Raleigh, Savannah, and Charleston. Uh, so many of the bodies were buried in the fields of Gettysburg that were not all found. Um, some remains were being discovered. In 1996, a tourist found human remains. What? Uh, so we were like doing <laughs> like new kids on the block. They yeah. were like bebopping to new they kids on the block. They were still finding fucking Confederate oh. and, and Union soldiers. A harvest of death. Remember uh, that? A yeah. harvest of death. Yeah, so that was what the end of Gettysburg was like. Holy fuck. Um, to prep for this show, I watched uh, Gettysburg, the movie, mm. uh, so you don't have to. Uh, the movie came out in 1993. It's like three hours long, right? <laughs> I wish. 
Four hours and 14 minutes. I got to go pee. It was as long as the battle. Get at it. <laughs> Ron Man. Maxwell directed it. Uh, if you never heard of him, that's because you enjoy movies. Um, <laughs> he made three movies all about the Civil War. Gods of Generals was the other big one, but Gettysburg was the... I remember Gettysburg movie was... Uh, I loved this movie growing up uh, because I was doing a report on the Battle of Gettysburg in like fourth grade whenever this came out. And my mom heard that it was in the movies and she decided that me and her would play hooky and we went uh and so she called out of work and i called out of school and we went and saw gettysburg at the theater oh uh, for all four hours and she was like how long is this and, just like, <laughs> and it was so great and i was in there taking notes and shit for my project and uh there was an intermission it was so long yeah you gotta pee yeah no it was ridiculous um tom berenger I don't know. You know Tom Barron? I heard that name. Uh, he played General Longstreet. Martin Sheen, America's president for West Wing, played Robert E. Lee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Betty wouldn't take that role again. Um, <laughs> Jeff Daniels. Love Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, he was Colonel Joshua Chamberlain. Sam Elliott. Was, I can't imagine Jeff Daniels in like a serious role. He is. Ever since Dumb and Dumber. He's unbelievable. Can you do Dumb and Dumber actor. on like the oh <laughs> Gettysburg? Like, doof, I tripped over harvest of death. Just fucking shitting in a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam Elliott's in it. He plays Janitor, uh, Brigadier General John Buford. Uh, the coolest moment. Uh, from the film is the Battle of Little Round Top. Oh, so there was opinion. lots of little battles in this battle. Oh, yes. I don't know how war works. It's just men and women and folks. It's a three-day battle. Jeez. So and there's- What if I have to take a shit? And there's like, you do it where you are. What? There's 200,000 people there, you know, fighting to the death. Oh my God. I keep like, excuse me, sir. Sorry, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I have to like change my tampon real quick. Yeah, you, there's breaks for that. Oh, yeah, I probably just shit and piss yourself while you're fighting. Oh my God. First of all, I don't, have you ever been in a fist fight? No. It's impossible. You can do it for 30 seconds tops. But for three days? They, I mean, they did it for three days. So, do you think, do you just want to like give up? And like, I feel like at a certain point, I would just stand there and be like, dude, I'm tired. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. And be like, all right. And we just kind of chill for like, all right, back to fighting. All right, back to fighting. Ah! It's literally what happened. and uh, Just that, pissing and shitting yourself and just keep fighting. Yeah. The Battle of Little Round Top. Jeff Daniels, Chamberlain, he's leading his boys. They held off the Confederate charge. They had thousands of Confederates. This is like the second day of the battle while they're waiting for the rest of the Union Army to show up and help them win this fucking thing. Right now, it's like- it was They're losing. It was hundreds versus thousands oh. uh, at this point. And so uh, they had very low ammunition and just a couple hundred troops and had to wait hours. Because literally, I'm like- you're walking across America to a fight. That's crazy. And like, how did this fight even happen? Did they just roll up on each other and they're like, "Oh shit, we're fighting"? Or did they like? There's send a couple. Out I've notes? seen a couple different things. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, some people say it was planned, but then there's another thing where uh, one uh, a guy was going to buy shoes uh, for the Union Army at, at, in Gettysburg, and then there was another guy going to buy shoes for the Confederate Army, oh, and shit. they both ran into each other at a store, and then like saw each other. And then, like, realize that the arm that the armies were on the other side of each other. That's the story I like to believe because it's kind of cool. Yeah. But they might have planned it out. I don't know all the facts. I just know the ones that I'm trying to. I know. Right in. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of messages. Oh, please. I, I mean, can't like, wait. Also, Tell me. But please study the Civil War if you know nothing about it. It's very interesting. It was fucking brother versus brother. That's wild. Like, literally. You would, and, like, they would capture 
Confederate soldiers and then convince them to start fighting for the Union Army. Like that's how, that's the kind of war it was. Um, like so, and you don't know who the the villain is because they there's brother gets brothered like they look like you. Yes, you don't know. Am I supposed to fight you or kiss you? Well, one's wearing gray, one's wearing blue. Right. But you know, you get your suit dirty. What the fuck? What are you doing? They're um, spies. You know. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, the battle. This battle. So, they, they basically, it was hundreds of guys. They had to, they had to hold this hill. Because once you have like high ground, you have you. It's easier to kill people. You got to keep low that ground. ground, yeah. So you got to keep that high ground. And so the Confederates would keep coming in waves and waves and waves, and they would just be shooting them and killing them and like, like destroying them. And so every time they got a, a second to regroup and count their bullets and, and like move the dead, uh, another group would start coming from another location, and then they would have to like move and like fight them to keep the hill. And eventually, they ran out of ammunition. This is like hours long battle, and they ran out of ammunition and decided to just fucking fix bayonets and surprise attack the Confederates and run down the hill. And they didn't they. There was smoke everywhere from cannons and fucking and all the guns that have gone off. And so they just like stormed down the hill and like wipe and like they were so caught off guard. Half of them surrendered and they just fucking stabbed them all to death. Whoa. You know, they, they kept. But uh, General Chamberlain notoriously um, was uh, good to prisoners as opposed to a lot of other people. Um, but uh, so wow, I mean, co- uh, Colonel J- Colonel Chamberlain. Right? So they just were like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna go head on and barrel roll into this." Yeah, and then that's how they fucking kept the hill. And if they didn't keep that hill, they probably would have lost the battle. They would have lost. And so now, uh, do they have like like lunch break? <laughs> Is mean, there like a lunch break? Like you know, because <laughs> I could see me getting hungry. You can uh, you would you would be lucky to get a little bit of tack or something like I that. I would die so fast in this. Be like Amber, run down that hill with a bayonet and be like. <laughs> Okay, no. <laughs> I would like a ham sandwich first. I need my energy. <laughs> they ended up capturing more men that were left alive at the time. Uh, so it was very impressive. And what would they do if you were captured? Would you go to jail or would you have to fight the other side? Um, you would You would literally fight the other side. Uh, General, Ch- Everyone's different. A lot of people just fucking killed them. Um, you know, but Chamberlain, uh, Colonel Chamberlain, I keep calling him General, uh, he, was, he was a little different. He refused to to kill or harm anyone. That's uh, good. Uh, and he, he would often let them go because uh, it was too much of a burden. Uh, but uh, but he talked a lot of them into becoming Union soldiers. Wow. Uh, which is very I'm just imagining like the, the cold eyes people yeah. must have had. Oh, my God. I mean. You, you never know, look in someone's eyes and you're like, you've seen something. Absolutely. Yeah. All of them had that. I like looking at um, video from a long time ago, like back when cameras were like, you know, a, a, there was the size of a car, a Buick. Yeah. And people would just go like put up, it was an experiment. They would just go put up a camera in the town square and people had a look of, um, I'm talking like, this was in like the 1800s. They had a look of- um. There's nothing to be happy about. Nothing. Yeah. They were not happy. Yeah. So anytime I hear this, like we've got to return to tradition. I remember those videos of people with just stoic, cold eyes. I'm like, no. No, that seems awful. No, I like hygiene. But here's Gettysburg now. 
Um, they still do reenactments, which I find kind of ridiculous. It's kind hilarious. of it's fun. I would like to go see one. I would definitely check it out once. I can't believe they do it every year. Five thousand people do it. Wow. Uh, Two hundred horses and seventy cannons. Um, they're gonna do one this year. If you're interested, um, you can go to gbpa.org. And you could buy tickets. Oh, it's like a Renaissance fair, but racist. Yeah, no, you can you can go and you can get uh, you you can get tickets. Uh, How much are tickets? Um, I'm gonna guess twenty dollars. Uh, you are very close. They're twenty five a day. There you go. Forty for both days. Okay. So you were right. Five dollars for a kid. Eight dollars for two days for a kid. There's also if you go there. Um, there is a sign up sheet to be a reenactor on the same website. So if you own a confederate or union outfit uh you can go be a reenactor and uh that is free they'll feed you uh, do they pay you uh no, i no. hope they get paid because they're making 25 bucks a ticket here it's fun it's just a fun and that's like to keep the place preserved oh. because gettysburg's huge so are they st- like soldiers still buried under there maybe they, they like to think that there's not but i feel like there's gotta be yeah, uh, just one dude that's like, let me out. There's definitely a finger somewhere. You know, there's no <laughs> question about that. Uh, but um, this is all for their website, the Gettysburg Battlefield Preservation Association, reenacting. Um, this is what they say about that. The Gettysburg Battlefield Preservation Association encourages reenactment units of all wars and individual period historians to camp at the historic Daniel Lady Farm without charge. Um, all that is required is that units, individuals conduct living history activities or presentations and mingle with farms, visitors at times of the weekend. Uh, so basically not only you, you working for free, you have to like go up to people and be like, hello, madam, welcome to the, welcome to the battle of Gettysburg. Oh you know? my <laughs> God. You've always got to be in character. So you get to be eating a bag of hot Cheetos and yeah. be like, oh, the battle of Gettysburg, like Cheeto dust in your hands. Yeah. Um, they especially welcome persons doing medical, embalming, uh, sanitary uh, commissions, and cooking, uh, period, crafts, and musical presentations. Military units may consider a school of the soldier weekend, which is where they teach you how to do it so you don't decide that the be- the South wins this year. <laughs> uh. And it's all choreographed. Is it like a dance? of Just like, I get you here, you get me here? Yeah, it's pretty, like, it's kind of, I don't know the exact uh, details cool? to it. But yeah, no, it they they're like, all right, you're gonna basically we're gonna go here and you're also who's choosing to be a Confederate soldier? <laughs> like, what are we talking are about? They here? A list who's somewhere? Really, like, I mean, I know someone's got to do it. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Like, who's really been like, all right, I got my gray suit. I'm so excited. I already have it handy. Yeah, and I'm gonna go honorably die. Yeah, in my like chest of drawers in my basement with my Hitler outfit. Imagine <laughs> if they did this at Normandy. How fucking horrifying and gross <laughs> that would be. Uh, <laughs> but, but that exists. Um, but now um, the battlefield is uh, historically preserved, but a lot of it has been built on. Yeah, you can't put a McDonald's or a Chipotle well, on that. they're doing it. Do you want to have a Chipotle Gettysburg? Hotels are being built around the battlefield. There's a Fairfield in. There's a fucking all this shit, and it's like wow. ruining the sight lines. Of and, course. And people are real mad about it. In 2006 and 2011, they tried to open a casino there. <laughs> I kind of like that. That's like pure Americana right there. Yeah. Just opening up a fraudster's fucking scam saloon, which is a casino. It's a scam saloon. And if I could put it right on this death house. <laughs> oh my God. So that's you know, my take on the battle is get Gettysburg. Uh, 
It's very important. Every battle is just as interesting as a, as the next. If you have time, um, I suggest uh, don't watch Gettysburg. It's way <sighs> too long. Uh, watch Glory. That this one's, is the only. This is the first movie I've ever heard you talk about. Then you say don't watch it. I mean, I like it. Yeah, but I, I've seen it three times now. Oh my once god! Once with my mother, once like in college, and then now again this week. I'm never watching this movie again during the rest of my life. <laughs> Me and, me and the movie Gettysburg are done. <laughs> I might watch Gods and Generals one oh. more time, but me and Gettysburg are finito. What if Julie's family is like, hey, Eddie, we're having family movie night. Come watch it. We're watching Gettysburg. I'll cook. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll cook. But yeah, no, I got headphones and weed for that kind of situation. Oh, my God. Uh, He's eating baked beans out of a can. Yeah. What did they eat in Gettysburg? Yeah, baked beans out of a can, mm. you know, tack which is just like, I think, crackers, um, you know, just lots of canned shit. And then, you know, I imagine they ate some of them horses. Oh, yeah, to saw off a leg with yeah. that bonsaw roasted over a fire. Yeah, I, I like I, that's just me guessing. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's what I would do. I'm so fascinated by the chaos of war. So like, because within chaos, there's like these rules. Like, so at night, do you go to sleep? Or do you still fight at night? There were some battles, you know, I mean, but yeah, there was like times of rest. And like during times of rest, there were like some of the generals and officers knew some of the officers on the other side and they would like rendezvous talk and like hang out. And like a lot of times in the civil and uh, not in civil in World War Two, uh, there's plenty of stories of uh, uh, like singing matches between uh, battalions at night. You know, like the Germans would sing like the German national anthem and then the Americans would sing theirs and then they would sing the same songs. Wow. So it's like, like a dance off like almost. Like on Christmas, they would sing the same songs what? and stuff like that. You know, so it was, a, uh, you know, there, there's weird, uh, you know, respect yeah. for the people you're fighting a, a lot of times, but most of the time not. Do they have a drummer boy? Oh, of course. And it's what does a drummer board do? What do they do? He stands next to the flag guy. And then the flag guy, basically, if the flag guy gets killed, then someone else has to pick up the flag oh, because fuck. the flag like shows like where they're advancing. Because like General Lee is a mile away on top of a hill. Yeah. And he has to see where that flag is and where it's advancing or he's not going to know where, you know, where to send people and stuff like but that. But then why have a flag? I guess why show people your location? Well, because there's no phones. And so if you're already fighting, they know your location. Right. You know, like, so like, like in World War II, like cell phones kind of started, which were, you know, and same thing with Vietnam War, they would have like backpacks and they would like wind them up on the back and they would talk. But back then they didn't have anything like that. Like normal phone in a house didn't exist back then. No. And so like they would have to, like you would have to like look with like fucking periscope not periscope what is a well that long fucker that it, toilet paper roll yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. not a telescope what Something. the fuck is the name of this goddamn thing it's big small thing good big looking glass listen <laughs> this show's been over for 20 minutes no <laughs> i think we're doing pretty good i mean i feel no, like no. i should have done a little more not research i should have been a little more um amber we are not that for these people <laughs> i should have been a little bit better but you know what i mean i'm more of a You're comic great. You Thank were great. you. You're honor, great. You honored Harriet Tubman. I feel like I should have done better because she's such a badass human being. There are plenty of other places where people can go. There's a whole section of podcasts that are called historical. They can yeah. go there if they want the boring version. We're the fun. Yeah, we're talking side. about the little uh, right. the boy. Do you think he got molested? Do you think the drummer boy got molested? I mean, I'm sure he was fun. 
Uh, <laughs> Put some lipstick on, on the boy. But we're out of lipstick, just use blood. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this has been the brighter side of the Civil War. Um, <laughs> I've been wanting to do this because I, I, I don't... I hope we expressed how brutal this was because people have um, been talking. I've seen it on the internet, some chatter about yeah. a, a national divorce. And I think they it don't. It doesn't work. They're not ready for this. We're not ready. We have Chipotle. We have Grubhub. It's going to be a bigger problem than you think it is. Yeah. And like you, like, all right. So people, you you wonder why it was brother versus brother back then. Is because if you look at society now, they're fucking you know, people are split in every city in this country. Yeah. In Los Angeles, there's people fucking driving down the street with Trump flags off of their truck. You know, don't think it's not here either. And oh, so yeah. like it would, it could happen again. And, and that's why it would be brother versus brother because people have different opinions and, yeah. and you go and fight for the, whatever side you want to fight for. And, uh, truthfully, uh, we don't need it. Uh, I don't want it to happen. Yeah. No. I don't want this shit to happen again. Yeah. I saw what was this? I know this is kind of getting off topic a little bit, but uh, Eddie Pepitone had a great uh, tweet that I uh, put in my stories today because they're uh, developing by 2027. They're supposed to be a hotel in space. <laughs> and then he wrote on top of it. We literally just won health care. <laughs> <laughs> hotel in space. Hotel in space. Yeah. So, but guys, uh, I think, uh, you know, obviously the brighter side of the Civil War is that slavery fucking ended. Yes. Um, but hopefully the other brighter side is that we can learn from this fucking monstrosity and never let it happen again. No. It's the, and first off, I know it was 150 some. It's, it's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Imagine if like another country was like the citizens were fighting, I'd be like, <laughs> you losers. Yeah. You no, know what I mean? It's fucking embarrassing. And, you know, the fact that we let it go this far is crazy. Um, we lost so many people uh, that did not have to die, uh, that did not have to get mutilated. You know, like, it's just so Gangrene. Many, we didn't have to kill that many horses. Sewn through the bone. You know, and so uh, let's just, you know, just not let it happen again. Fucking talk through some bullshit and just, like, not call each other idiots and just listen to each other's conversations. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Let's sit down and have dinner. That's it. That's all. I know I talked about food a lot. <laughs> mm. It's a great come together thing. I got you know? a cheesesteak in the fridge. I'm ready to eat. Oh. Uh, guys, this has been The Brighter Side. Uh, I got to eat this cheesesteak. Uh, check out Amber's other podcast coming back soon. Um, someplace underneath uh, exclusively on the last podcast network. Uh, Brighter Side Twitch. Uh, we do it the second Tuesday of every month. That's 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the next one is going to be... On February 8th. Uh, so come check that out. We did one this week. You can watch the replay of that on the uh, LPN Twitch channel. Uh, Amber's got a Twitch channel uh, also. It's called Amber Smelson. Uh, you can watch her every Friday, have some drinks with her on her porch, and just hang out with her. Um, I made a movie. It's called How America Killed My Mother. Uh, go ahead and check that out. It's a very important film to me, obviously. Um, she was not battling in the civil war but um your mom was in the civil war <laughs> <laughs> but she did just one health care um so uh you can buy and rent it over at how america killed my mother.com twitter at eddie tunes underscore at amber smelson at last podcast network at brighter side lpn instagram amber smelson eddie tunes last podcast network the brighter side lpn amber patreon 
Hit me with it. It's Amber Smelson also. It's a way to support me as an artist. And also when I'm um, just cooking for me in the kitchen, I'll turn the camera on. You could see what I do. Awesome. Um, sticker giveaway, live and well. Um, send us your self-addressed stamped envelopes to the Brighter Side Care of LPN, P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood, California, 91603. Also, if you just want to send us a gift, we love getting gifts. People are so sweet, uh, and we've gotten a lot of cool stuff. So oh, if you yeah. want to just send some stuff over, uh, we love it. We love all your gifts. Uh, or just a letter. You know, I like I like traditional mail. I like mail too, and I you know we'll we'll send you like an envelope with like pictures on it that's cool, just so like you get something in the mail that's not a bill, goddamn, right. or a scam. We are doing this for free for no reason other than to promote our show. Yeah. Um, also, uh, join the Facebook group. Uh, there's a lot of great people in there. The brighter side, uh, and you know what? I never say this, but. Fucking tell your friends about the show. Yeah. Uh, like, please. I mean, we work hard at this. We've been doing it forever. And we really love getting new listeners and people listening to it. We're just literally, I remember seven, eight years ago when I pitched this idea to Amber, I was like, I just think we need to make the world a nicer place. Yeah. And, and that's what we've been trying to do for all these years. And so uh, spread the good vibes. Man. I remember that pitch. It feels like it was yesterday. I know. It was so long ago. We were sitting in um the, the pit. Had a separate bar called the Commoner or something. Pioneers. The Pioneers. Still exists. Really? I drank there a couple of weeks ago Good with Ali from the pit. Go to the pit. The pit's a wonderful place. Take some classes. There's no more UCB. So go take some classes. Go, you know, do some shows. There's jams. There's improv jams. Uh, comedy's back. Go be a part of it. Uh, thank you to our editor, April. Uh, you do such great work for us. And um, uh, you work on the fly so often. And we really appreciate it. Um, Eddie Tunes, two-hour radio hour. Come check it out. It's flying high. Flying high. DM me your um, email address. I'm going to do a big. I like to do them in big sweeps, like once every two weeks. And I'll, so if you haven't gotten it yet, you're getting it either today or tomorrow. Uh, I'm sending that out to you. Uh, the Eddie Tunes to our radio hour. Spotify, um, Ed Larson, and on Napster. I'm starting to pitch Napster, folks. Great. Uh, because they pay the artists more than any other website. I like how we're all going back to the 90s. Yeah. Basically, society's quote-unquote regressing, but <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so if you want to check me out on Napster, I'm Eddie Tunes. Um, the best of 2021 playlist is out on Spotify. Check that out. Uh, but this song that we're playing is not from that. Um, a lot of people say this song is uh, problematic now. I don't care. It's beautiful. And it's about the South losing. So I don't know why it has to Why be. would they say it's problematic? Because it's called The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. And it's like romanticized. I will say watching Gettysburg, there were a lot of like dramatic swells of music that made the Confederates look a little better than they should have. Uh, but, <laughs> but the night they drove old Dixie down by the band is um, truly a beautiful song. Well, the band is one of those um, old fashioned bands that really have a poetry to yeah. their music. Well, they're mostly Canadian, except for Levon Helm, who's from the South. And he would tell Robbie Robertson all the stories from the South, and then Robbie would write them in the songs. Oh, and, wow. and so, um, so it is like an old, like, like an, an homage to Dixie. But you know, they lost, and the song is about them losing. It's from the band. I want to listen to the Rock of Ages version. Rock of Ages. Um, it's a live concert they had. Uh, a lot of people love the Last Waltz, but my favorite live album from the band is Rock of Ages. Uh, it was a New Year's concert uh, from the '70s, so check that out. But this is the night they drove old Dixie down from the Rock of Ages. We love you guys. Be good to yourselves, and uh, peace.
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.